History has a way of repeating itself. As in times past, we are currently living in a culture that preaches many ways to fulfillment, peace, and happiness, and many ways to God. In today's episode, we're going to be looking at how Jesus has revealed himself to us as the way, what he meant by that, and what it means for us to find and walk in the way. I hope you hear from the Lord. Become even more established in the faith and live out your full potential as a kingdom citizen. Let's go. Welcome to the Kingdom Citizen Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Phillips. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever tried to go somewhere without really knowing where you were going? I want you to think about that instance or maybe many instances. What happened? How'd you feel? Did anyone help you? You know, I'm sure that we all have been lost at some time or another, or at least a little uh, navigationally challenged. It can feel confusing, frustrating, even hopeless at times. But when someone helps us find the way we're trying to go, it brings relief to our hearts. Then we can get to where we're supposed to be going. In this story, Jesus boldly shares about who he is, where he is going, and the life that can be found there, the truth of how to get there, and the narrow way to enter it. When we see Jesus as the way, the truth, and the life. So before we get into today's story, I want to set it up for you a bit just so you can get in on the full context and prepare your heart and your mind to grasp everything that Jesus wants you to know so you can follow him because of who he is as the way. So before this story took place, Jesus had come to Jerusalem and he knew that the time of his death was coming near. He was in a room teaching 12 of his closest followers. And although Jesus had been with these men for over two years, some of them were still confused about his identity and his purpose. He had told them many times that he was going to die and be raised from the dead, but they still didn't understand. Now, As you prepare to hear the story about Jesus as the way, I want you to be listening for a few things. In the story, we're going to see many characters being played out in their interaction with Jesus. I want you to listen for who these characters are, the questions that were on their heart and mind, and the interaction with Jesus in regard to their questions, and the truth that Jesus desperately wanted them to know to establish them in who he is as the way. Keep listening to the story and really dive deep into what this story teaches us about the divine nature of Jesus, about how he represents himself as God to us and what that means for us. As you're listening, I want you to see what we can learn about the character of Jesus because that's how we really get to know him and develop a pattern of trust in who he is. And I want you to be listening and see what you can find out about how we can understand the power of Jesus, the power of the way, the power of the truth, the power of the life, and how it can transform us. And the whole time you're listening to the story, just be considering, what is this teaching me about following Jesus, understanding how he relates to us and how we relate to him? that we can truly follow Jesus because of who he is, particularly as the way. Now, here's our story from the Gospel of John, the story 
of Jesus saying, I am the way. Here's our story from God's word. As Jesus was talking with his closest followers over a dinner, he gave them some great truth, truth that they needed to have. And he said, I'm only going to be with you for a little longer. You will look for me, but you'll not be able to go where I'm going. When one of his disciples named Peter heard this, he was indignant. He said, Lord, where are you going? Jesus responded, you cannot follow me where I'm going now, but later you will join me. Oh, Peter said, well, why can't I go with you now? I'm ready to die for you, Peter said. Are you ready to die for me? Jesus replied. I tell you the truth, Peter. Before you hear the rooster crow in the morning, you will deny me and deny that you even knew me three times. But then Jesus encouraged his disciples. He said, don't let your lives be filled with worry and stress. Have faith in God and believe in me. Remember the words that I'm telling you. I am going to prepare a place for you. It's in my father's house. And in his house, there's enough room and space for all of you and those who will come. So I'm going now to prepare a place for you, but I will come back again to bring you to me. That way, we can all be there together. You know the way to where I am going. And when Jesus finished this, another disciple of his spoke up and he said, but Jesus, we don't even know where you're going, so how could we know the way to get there? Jesus answered, he said, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. And no one can come to the Father unless they come through me. If you know me, then you know the Father also. Another disciple spoke up, still not understanding. He said, Master, just plainly show us the Father and we'll be satisfied with that. Jesus said, Don't you know me after all the time we've spent together? Hear me. Everyone who has seen me has seen the Father as well. You should believe this at least because of all the miraculous miracles and signs that I've done. And then Jesus continued on and said, when I leave, I will not leave you as orphans. I will come back to you and you will see me again. Because I live, you will also live with me. And God will send you his spirit who will live with you and will never leave you. And he will lead you into all truth. And years later, after Jesus returned to heaven and sent his spirit, the followers of Jesus became known as followers of the way. And this concludes our story of Jesus as the way, truth, and the life. Let's break this story down a little bit because in the world we live in today, with all the competing philosophies and ideas, of what it truly means 
to get to God, to get to happiness, to get to joy, to find fulfillment. Jesus has drawn a clear line in the sand about who he is and what it means to follow him because of who he is. And in today's story, he's making that clear line when he said, I am the way. Now, before we start breaking down the story and looking at the biblical truths, I want us just to pause there for a second. How's that land on you? Seriously, really. How does it land on you with the way you've been brought up, with the current philosophies that kind of set and uh, the temperature and tone for the worldview, the way you see and interpret and interact with the world around you? How's that phrase land on you when Jesus says, I am the way and no one can come to the Father except through me? You know, as we start processing this truth, Jesus, in laying out the principle, the reality of that statement, it's not done in isolation or just a philosophical statement. It happens within the context of Jesus interacting with his closest disciples who would carry his message to the rest of the world, including us, 2,000 years later. So when we see this taking place, it's a real Jesus interacting with real people that have real questions about eternity. So let's think about the different people that were in the story. We have Jesus there making these great statements and great claims on our life, claims of himself that really are very narrow in their scope of reference. And then we have the disciples. And what I love about the disciples here is they have a lot of questions. They're not blindly buying into all this. They're not just setting it aside. They're not just, you know, tongue-in-cheek saying, sure, 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 that can't be right. They've got to process this reality down about who Jesus is, what it means to follow him because of who he is, and now deal with the reality of the statement and the claim that Jesus is making. I am the way. How does this impact my life? So as we process through with these characters their statements and their questions and the dialogue between the two, between the group. Let's take a look at what was happening in this story and let's get to the first biblical truth and talk about what does this story really teach us about the divine nature of Jesus? You know, I think the biggest is that we see he claims to be the only way to God. He claims to be the only source of truth and the only source of life. He even kicks it up a notch to where he says, let me qualify that for you. I am the life, the giver of life, breath, and all things. I am the truth and the only truth that can set you free. And I am the way, and since I am the way, there is no other way. And if you have any doubts of interpretation, let me clarify it. No one, no one, can come to the Father unless they come through me. Guys, this is a huge statement. And when we consider really following Jesus and not just following the religion of our parents, not just following the platitudes and traditions or rituals that we've grown up with, not just follow the dominating cultural landscape and its philosophies and worldview, but we really 
set ourselves apart to be devoted followers of Christ who are established in his truth and reality, what we are saying is, I've wrestled with the questions of the disciples. I've wrestled with my own internal conflicts. And as a kingdom citizen, I am one who stands to say, there is no way I can enter the kingdom except through Jesus. He is not just my way, he's the way. He's not just my truth, he's the truth. He's not just life for me, he is the giver of life for all people who would choose to enter the kingdom and come out of the kingdoms of this world. So I want you to really think about how that lands on you today. Because the way you answer that question, there's a lot at stake. Not just our eternity, but the quality of life we live out today. The trajectory of our life this year, next year, 10 years from now. The way we marry, the way we raise our children, the way we interact in our home, the way we interact with the people around us, the way we relate and interact with God comes down to the way you respond to this claim of Christ over all of the universe and over our lives. Now with this big claim, there ought to be some character that backs it up. And when we look at this story, we see a lot about the character of Jesus. You know, he talks about how I'm, I'm not going to be with you long. I'm going to leave and I'm going to come back. But then he says some amazing things about his character. And I want you to know this. I want you to get a little more intimate with the person and character of Jesus who's making these great claims of himself and on our lives. You see, when he says, I will not leave you, but I will send my spirit to you, we see in his character that he does not abandon his own. He is coming back to gather those who belong to him, and he sends his spirit who is imparted into our lives, indwelling us as the presence of Christ, the spirit of Christ living within us, 24-7, right here, right now. Listen, that's the character of Christ. He wants you to know you are not orphaned. You are not a nomad going in and out of the kingdoms of this world, not having a God that knows you, that longs for you. You are not forgotten. You are not left to your own devices. You are not set just to find your own path and figure it out. He says, I've created a way. I've laid forth truth. I'm the giver of life. And in the absence of my physical presence, my eternal spirit, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Christ is ready to indwell you and fill you and give you a power that can change your life. You see, the, the story teaches us about that divine nature of him being the way God. It teaches us about his awesome character to back up that claim. But it also teaches us about the power of Jesus. And he said these words, because I live, you, we, will also live with him. And he imparts his powerful, life-giving spirit into us. Guys, we're not talking about religion. We're not talking about 
an institution. We're not talking about ascribing to a set of rules and regulations. We're talking about a relationship with the one true living God, putting ourselves on his narrow path as we step off and out of all the other paths that lead us to, to empty promises that cannot take us where our hearts truly long to get back to the one who set our lives in motion, the one who breathed life into us when we were born, the one who has a plan and longs for us. He says, I am the way, the way back to me, the way to love, the way to life, the way to hope. So when we think about all this, if Jesus really is the way, if he is the truth, if he's the life, then how are we to relate to the life? How are we to relate to the ultimate and only source of truth? How are we to relate to the only way to God? How are we to relate to the way? And how does he want to relate to us? You know, we get great insight into this by looking at the dialogue between Jesus and some of his disciples. As they go back and forth from question and answer, question, answer, you can see Jesus really helping them to see, okay, how am I supposed to figure out how to relate to him as the way, the truth, and the life? And Jesus is striving to lead them into that way, into that truth, to acquire that life. And when we think about understanding I'm following Jesus because of who he is as the way. When we think about how he relates to us and we relate to him, you know, we must understand that no one can come to the Father except through him. And I want you to hear that very clearly today. All paths do not lead to heaven. All religions are not the same. What seems good for you is good for you. What seems right for me is right for me. That relative truth is not what we're talking about. Jesus lays down an absolute truth of a clear path that leads to life. And when he says, well, how are we going to relate together? Jesus, how are you trying to relate to me? And how should I appropriately respond back to you? He says, there is no way to the Father except through me. And I want you to wrestle down that truth right now. Is that something that you've come to terms with? That claim that Christ holds for himself and that claim he has over each and every one of our lives? If you find yourself now on any other path that would seek fulfillment, hope, peace, life after death, joy, peace with God, that does not pass through the person of Christ revealed in Scripture, the death that he died upon the cross, the fact that he's been raised to life by the power of God, that he's alive today, that he set forth his truth of how to know him, and one day he's coming back to claim his own. 
If that hasn't happened in your life, then listen, today is your day to get off of any and all of those broad roads that lead to our destruction. That's where they end. And get on the narrow road that leads to life, that leads to true hope. That narrow road is Jesus. When he said, I am the way. You know, to follow him, to really relate to him, we can't get where he is going on our own accord. Listen, you need someone to open the path to you. You need someone to open your understanding to the truth. You need someone to impart that life to you. And that's Jesus. You see, he not only says, no one can come to the Father except through me. He has sacrificed himself. He has made himself the one who paves the way, the one who gives the life, the one who brings us onto that path and sustains us on that path. And to follow him where he is going and to live with him, we must have faith in who he is and believe in him and believe and trust that he is the way, the truth, and the life. That he is preparing a place for us in the future so we should live accordingly right now. Hey, here's my big question for you. What way are you following? What truth is dictating the way you see the world, see yourself, the way you see God? And what life are you living? Is it the Christ life that gives a fullness and meaning to life? That cleanses and washes away our sin, removes the burden of shame, lifts us up from the dirt and the muck and the mud of the sin that we've done and even the sin that's been done to us and sets us free. I want you to think about this. Think about what would it look like for you today to step off of whatever road you're on and step into the way. The way to peace. The way to love the way to cleansing, the way of forgiveness, the way of hope. To step out of all of the lies that have distorted your view of Jesus as the way and step into the truth of who he is as he's revealed himself through his holy word and come out of whatever darkness you're in and come out of the death penalty of our own sin and come to life, real life, enduring life, a quality of life that is only given by the one who claims and is the way, the truth, and the life. Today could go down in history as the greatest day of your life. Today could be your day to find the way.
Today could be your day to know the truth. Today could be the day you go from death, spiritual death, to finding ultimate life. Jesus said, you will live because I live. And the one who is alive, who has conquered death, hell, and the grave, he is reaching out to you right now saying, come into the way. Come into the truth. Come into the life. So that where I am, you will be also. And until that day, I will send my spirit to indwell you, giving you power to follow the way, to live in the truth and experience my life right now as you prepare to live as a kingdom citizen for eternity. Here's my invitation to you. I want to help you step into the way. I want to help you live in that truth. I want to help you come to life. The way we do that is through calling on the name of Jesus. And right now, I'm going to lead you in a prayer that you can say to him, not to me, that won't do you any good. But I'm going to help you take what would be the intention of your heart and put some language to it that would be you expressing to Jesus a turning from your sin, a surrender of your control of your life to the control of Christ, and a washing and cleansing as you confess your sin to him. Ask him to forgive you and cleanse you and change you. Trusting in Jesus and him alone as the way, the truth, and the life. And come to the Father through him. Hey, if that is the desire of your heart today, I'm going to ask you, wherever you're at, if you're driving, you just pray this prayer with me to Jesus. If you're sitting somewhere, you can bow your head and close your eyes, just focus on the Lord, just do that. But right now, wherever you're at, if what I've been talking about, the truest expression of who you are is saying, yes, that's exactly what I need to do, what I want to do. I'm ready to call on Jesus' name, confessing and turning from my sin, trusting in him and nothing else, and surrendering control of my life to Jesus. I want you right now just to call on his name with me. Just pray to him right now, and I'll help you express the words. Just say to him, dear Jesus. I know that I've done wrong against God. And I ask you to forgive me and to cleanse me of my sin because I cannot save myself. Jesus, I believe you died on the cross for me and I believe you've been raised from the dead. You are the way, you are the truth, and you are the life. Jesus, I give you control of my life. Make me the person that you want me to be. Jesus, I give you all of my past. I give you my present. And I give you the hope of my future. Thank you for hearing 
and for answering my prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. If you said that prayer to Jesus with me, from the honesty of who you really are that only you and God would know, let me say welcome to the family of God and welcome to your first day of living as a kingdom citizen. Hey, thanks for tuning in today. I hope you found the way, the truth, and the life. It's establishing you in every way where Christ wants to lead you and take you. Again, thanks for tuning in. Now go be in the world, but not of it.